What's up, everybody? We're back. Obviously, our last episode had a fan, but we're back to normal scheduled programming. We got Kurt's favorite street circuit, or one of his, Baku in a couple days. How you feeling about Baku, bro? Man, Baku is special. Like, I think it is the best street circuit when it comes to just um, performance mixed with fast pace. And just, I also just love the look of it. And I, and Baku is this cool kind of city. You've got a castle in the middle of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. Baku is a fun circuit to race on, I will say that. Like, in F1 2021, I do like racing on Baku. So that's It also has the longest straight on the calendar. Like, it, you can overtake. So instantly, are your favorites Red Bull? Because they have the fastest car down the straight. I don't think we're going to see... Um, any tire issues this year mm-hmm. <laughs> like we did last year with max on the straight um mm-hmm. but i think that red bull is going to come out really aggressive um but i don't think they're going to do well on race day because i think something's going to happen between checo and max yeah i think um just talking pure racing when you look at red bull specifically they're really good on long straights but there's a lot of low speed and mid-speed corners here too so it is ultimately like a track that isn't just favored towards one. And when we think about last year, right, um, Lewis Hamilton was third until any accidents happened, right? So it even kind of shows you that regardless of like that long straight, you know, just a straight power car may not be the best option. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. But I have Red Bull as my initial favorite. But it is also a technical course. We've yeah, that's seen, the point. Like... You have to be extremely talented because if you lose concentration, I think it's, you know, Monaco is in its own right, super technical, but Baku is faster. I think Jada is it's almost the like best when it comes yeah, to Yeah, like I was going to say, like, Baku's a mix of Monaco and Jada. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more open, though. Like, Jada, like, Jada feels like you're in a tunnel. Like, it, it, it's, I know they widened it up this year, but it didn't feel like there's still that much space, but... I know what you mean, though. I definitely like Baku. Baku's going to be a fun circuit. I don't know if there's going to be that much um, action in terms of racing because there typically isn't too much. It's usually down the long straight. But uh, like we posted, um, the drama there has been insane over the last three, four races. So it should be interesting. The drama is crazy. But I also think that, you know, we will see a lot more overtaking this year because throughout the entire grid, the cars do follow a little bit better. I think we have seen that thus far. Um, so as long as you're not 20 seconds behind, you're, you're going to be able to pass. Yeah, I think, I think for sure. Um, one thing I would say is that uh, when you look at it, it there is going to be more overtaking, but I think it only comes down the straight. Like, I don't think it happens anywhere else, really. No, no, it's like, only on the straight, bro. It's really only on the straight, right? So should be a fun course. Want to get into your team a little bit. Um, so Marco Helmets admitted that the Mercedes car is looking dangerous. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm so skeptical because we saw what could be in Barcelona. Lewis, had, Lewis has had great race pace throughout the year. Um, George has performed well. Then we go to Monaco. The car is almost undrivable. I feel like... But that's because of Monaco's street, right? Like their street was course, so bumpy as it is. I understand that. But it, you're still, to Toto's point after Monaco, irrespective of the street or the circuit, you're still not anywhere close to your rivals. You're not, but the potential, right? That's what Marco Helmut said. The potential of the Mercedes is really dangerous. And 
I think where I'm more coming from is like Monaco is such an anomaly, right? Like there's no other course like it. Like that's just the reality of the situation. There's no other course like Monaco. So I kind of throw that one out the window when you kind of look at real data. But Barcelona, they say, if you have a good car at Barcelona, overall, that means you have a good race car or your car can perform at most circuits. So I'm really encouraged. It's good to see that Marco Helmut, you know, he as arrogant and as he and Christian Horner is, he's throwing flowers at Mercedes saying, listen, this car can be dangerous. So I don't think this is the weekend we figure it out. I think in Canada is when we really get to see what Mercedes has done with their car, because that's going to be about six weeks since their Barcelona, since they found a key way or the or one of the keys to balancing that car. And will we see Lewis redeem himself after last year's nightmare? Yeah, I was going to ask you. So when coming back to Baku, does that does that still haunt you this year? Because obviously that was a big reason on last year's title decider. But what are your thoughts? For on sure. That? It definitely does. And I want to give a shout out to Ali. Um, we had him on the pod. I went and I watched the Sky Sports documentary called Duel, Lewis versus Max, and really they broke down every race. Baku, man. Baku is going to haunt Lewis forever because that right there, you win the title and there's no issues. You're yeah. not going into the last race title on points. When I look at Baku, it has nothing else to do with other than, you know. Lewis is being greedy. Purely, yeah. It's like you take your 18 points, right? It's not like. There's other things where you made a mistake, but like you take your 18 points because Lewis is known for, you know, playing the safe route. He understands the long year. If it was Max, I might not care as much because, you know, Max, Max likes to cut people off, shoot yeah, straight down the was, middle. It was it wasn't very Lucas. Yeah. So that's very what really hurts me about that one. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. It, it's sad because everything that you needed to go right for you in that race with Red Bull went right. And then you screwed yourself. Yeah, for sure. So which moment, which moment kind of sticks out to you more? Cause obviously we're talking about Baku when Danny and Max hit obviously in 2018 or the 2019 when Seb just, you know, Bro, Lewis quote unquote, was that? Great checked him. And then Seb just friggin' smashed into the side of his car. Yo, yo, honestly, Seb's which one's different, worse? bro. Which one's worse? I think Seb, because that is just outright, like, oh, I don't give a shit. I don't care about the damage. Like, now nah, I'm just going to hit you, bro. <laughs> that one's hilarious. Every time I rewatch that, I'm just like, Seb, what's going because on? Because it looks man? like what's two kids. On? It looks like two kids in a go kart fighting, like bumper cars. Pretty much. And you just see both cars bounce. And Lewis is just like, what the hell's going on? So I think I he think just that rain checked me, me, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, no, he just, yeah, he just ran into the side of me. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that Kills was hilarious. Me. But, you know, I, did Lewis break check him? Who knows? We'll have to. We'll have to look at that. We'll have to talk about that on another pod. So let's get into it. Um, so I got Red Bull as my early favorites. Red Bulls look really good in the last two weeks. Um, last two races, sorry. Who is your favorite just headed into this race? So I said I'm skeptical for Mercedes. Obviously, I feel good about just going into it for Mercedes. I think we're going to see a Mercedes podium. And... And as far as who is the favorite going in, too false. I think that I think that it's going to be Carlos Sainz, bro. Okay, I know my constructor. Like, who do you think is going to have the best car? Do you think it's going to be too false? No, it's not. Rebel's going to have the best car, but I said Rebel's going to have issues. Okay, no, that's fair. So let's talk about Ferrari. You think Carlos Sainz has the best weekend? I don't. I don't believe in Carlos Sainz. It's well documented. Carlos is podcast. coming off like. A decent weekend where he was able to finish a race, come in second, 
and you know he ran the better strategy in Monaco. Mm. So I think Charles that got, um, you know Charles got fucked. Like I don't know about that, bro. But go ahead, go ahead. I, so I just. As much as I understand Charles is in a far greater league than Carlos, it's just also a matter of time. Like, Carlos is going to win a race. Like, you can't yeah, be in the, the far... Like, Valtteri won a race. You know, like, let's just call it how but it is. is. It box, so, I think, that, I think that Carlos is going gonna, is gonna to win this race. And let's also call it how it is. Like, he, he is mo- at times being the second fastest guy on qualifying. Just yeah, behind but, his teammate. But yeah, that's so like it's Bottas, not like he's not. It's not like he's day. not fast. And you know, he had the. If you look at the start of the season, the crashes. Those were just. I think we can amount them to pressure. He was not comfortable. He was feeling the pressure. He's now settling into the car. This could be the weekend. Carlos wins his first race. So, I got Max winning this race. Fine, whatever. I don't even want to talk about that. We can talk about it at the end or later. My more, my thing Checo is I want to ask you into each other. The thing I want to ask you is how big of a weekend is this for Ferrari? You guys have kind of stumbled down. Like it's been a downward trajectory for Red Bull. I'm sorry, Ferrari lately. So like Charles obviously hasn't ha- hasn't had the best finishes. How big of a weekend is this for them? It's a massive weekend for Ferrari because you you come into the year. We talked. We've talked about this, man. Like they came in. They wrote off last year. They've done everything perfectly, and now they're on this downward spiral. I mean, not sure, it's not a drastic spiral, but they are tra- they are trending down. But I think the pressure is on both Red Bull and Ferrari, and this couldn't be better for Mercedes than it is because both teams are dealing with issues. Ferrari is trending down. Red Bull has got this internal storm now between Max and Checo because of Max's dad. I think this is a time for Mercedes to kind of like just maximize points, get to the halfway point, and all of a sudden we're going into the second half of the season, and you're like, "Damn! Like, where did Mercedes come from?" I I wouldn't. Uh, so I get where you're coming from, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't put too much on the Red Bull Checo because it came from Max's dad, and I think Checo and Max have a great relationship. So I don't well, know we if know it happens that Max here. Is, Max's dad is pretty influential when it comes to Max. Maybe, but I don't think it happens here. I think it might happen in like Silverstone or Canada. Like, I think it happens a couple races down the line. Like, if Checo wins this one ahead of Max, then, you know, boils a little Ooh. bit more. I don't think it happens this race. I do get where you're coming from, but if it, it's going to happen, it's not right now. Like, listen, that, that's I'm my so happy because the person who's going to have to deal with this is Christian Horner. And I can't wait to see how he deals with oh, it. Oh, fucking Horner. <laughs> because he, this is going to be a true test of, okay, now. You've been crying about Mercedes forever. Now you got to deal with it internally between your two teammates. Yeah. No different than how Toto dealt with Rosberg and Lewis. Yeah. Here's my thing. Like, I kind of want to go back. So I, th- I think you made very valid points about Red Bull. We'll see if it happens this race. I think Charles will rise up to the occasion. This shows me if Charles is a, like, oh, can he grab the moment by the horns? Because he's been coming down the standings slowly. Like, whether it's strategy, his fault, DNFs, like, Regardless of it, right? This weekend is a weekend for you to really get back on the horse and show, hey, I'm a world championship driver. Don't forget about me. Like, I know Max is in the lead right now, but I'm going to seize this moment and I'm going to, you know, gain some momentum back. So this is a big weekend for me for Charles is seeing how he responds to um, low after low. And they're not his fault, right? Like the strategy wasn't his fault. The DNF wasn't his fault. So 
nothing on his own end, but I just want to see how he responds and if he can pull out a win or at least beat Max to gain some more momentum back into the championship. I agree. And I think that Charles is not there yet. Um, Max is leading. And let's also not forget, like Max has also had reliabilities and DNFs this season as well, right? So Max is winning because Max is just a better driver. A, but that's not winner. what I'm saying. I want to see and Charles I think response. What I think with Charles is, you're right. Will he respond? Because remember I said at the jump, like, um, early, throughout the season, I said, Charles is so buddy-buddy with Max. Like, he's your rival. I understand you guys are friends, but you're not going to win against him if you're complimenting him. Max has been complimenting Charles, too. Like, it's kind of hand-in-hand. Max will compliment you when he's ahead. <laughs> That's the difference. That's fair. But, yeah, I mean, listen, maybe Charles is doing his own way. I don't think he'll win like that either, but you got to let Charles do Charles. But my biggest thing is I just want to see him respond this weekend. Like, whether He's got to respond, fight. obviously, bearing any like issues that are out of his control from a reliability standpoint. I want to see him race. Um, he's shown us incredible racing this year between him and Max. We got to see it again in Baku. Yeah, I agree with you. So that's my only thing. Don't care about like his. I don't care about his result. I want to see him respond to just an overall great race. Like I, I can't control his hits. We can't control his DNFs. Can't control anything like that. Let's talk about your papaya orange. Um, I don't even care right now. It's sad times. I just, be, just this year's a write off. This year's know, a write off. The whole Danny Rick thing is is become quite a uh, quite a topic of conversation. And you know, I think you're now on the probably on the same stance as me as you may as well just cut him. I don't care. This year's a write off. I just I just want to see them develop the car and Lando to get comfortable in, in, in these new type of cars like. I think, like, knowing me, you know me, is, like, I'm very realistic with expectations, so I'm not, like, super excited for this. I'm not, like, I'm just so even-keeled in terms of we were never supposed to win this year. We're supposed to finish fourth, which we're well on pace for. Danny Rick, I never thought Danny Rick was that good, so it's not, like, I don't have any feelings (laughs) towards it, to be honest with you. It's just, it's exactly what I thought. Lando's shown his great moments. I just want to see Lando continue to build his confidence and us continue to develop that racing car, but... If I'm being specific, I don't care if Danny Rick is there. I don't care if he leaves. My only thing is, if, if Danny Rick is on the hook for a salary, don't waste money, right? If he isn't, if you can get out of a salary, then for sure, switch or swap drivers. But um, somewhere down the line, like, Danny Rick's got to be in there. This fast driver that everybody thought could eventually be world champion, he's got to be in there somewhere. So I just don't know who you replace him with. Like, you place him with Ward, you place him with an indie driver, like Colton Herta, but- like... You know, Ollie's know. point is you may as well bring someone in young to start developing the car as well, right? Get them I know, situated so that next year they're What happens better. to that person's like Mick? Well, why do you, thing is, why not go after, why, why not go after Danny Pierre? Rick? But why not go after Pierre next year? Why have you oh, wasted like, that? And it's pretty, it's pretty apparent that Pierre is not getting a Red Bull seat. No, he's not getting a Red Bull seat for at least two years. So like, I, I, it kind of, for me, the stars align that unless Hamilton retires... I'm pretty sure Pierre Gasly's headed to McLaren. Like, if Hamilton retires, then I could see Pierre Gasly going to Mercedes. But when you when you break it down, it's like, why even waste your time on this young driver? Get as many points as you can with Danny Rick and then talk to Pierre Gasly about joining McLaren. Like, that's kind of where my How do you at, feel about honest. Pierre, though? Because I know you've, you've been a little bit, you know, not... You haven't been impressed with this year so far. So do you think for your team, McLaren, Lando is the number one, is Pierre that good second driver? Yeah, I think Pierre's a good second driver. I mean, 
He's a number one on a ba- he's number one on a, on a midfield team, right? So I don't think he's any different than Carlos Sainz was when they picked up Carlos Sainz to McLaren, right? So I kind of feel like he has Carlos Sainz written over him, like kind of that level of driver. I also think too, like who's better than Pierre? That's free. I don't want I don't want Vettel. I don't yeah, want no, Alonso. You're right. I don't want. I mean, I would take Yuki. Maybe well, Yuki, I would take Helmet one of the has said Marco has said that Yuki they they love him. Yeah, they do love him. So the thing is, he's a free agent though. So McLaren can approach him at right now. They can McLaren should approach him. I'd rather take Yuki over Pierre just because the upside is greater. Yeah, I mean, listen, that, that's up for debate. Obviously, McLaren probably wants a little bit more season a season driver, so I could see them go after Pierre. But all in all, my point is, is that I would go after one of the AlphaTauri drivers at the end of, at, for next year. I wouldn't even bother with a young driver. I would, I would take a, a Yuki or Pierre over a, Hurt, or a Colton Herta or Pato Ward or any of those guys. So that, that's kind of where I'm at. So I would just stick it up with Danny Rick and then 2023 get uh, Yuki or get a Pierre. That's kind of where my head's at. I don't know how you feel about that statement. Yeah, I, I can see it. I think... Um... It makes complete sense for Pierre just because your future is kind of, you're wasting time at AlphaTauri. Yeah, it feels like that. Like McLaren is, is clearly the fourth best team. They will be the fourth best team probably until they get a win tunnel. And McLaren, like, you can also see the future of McLaren. Like they're going to get back to the mountaintop. I'm hoping so. I mean, it's not guaranteed enough one, but it looks like. If someone said AlphaTauri, like. Alpha Tori ain't getting to the mountaintop. You're gambling on McLaren before you gamble on um, Alpha Tori. So <laughs> yeah, that's let's get fact. back to your team because obviously this is a Mercedes favorite podcast because both our favorite drivers drive for Mercedes. What do you need to see from this week? What do you expect? Um, what is what does a failure of a weekend look like? What does a successful weekend look like to you? Just in terms of maybe raw pace, the gap between like what are you kind of expecting and what do you want to see? I want to see. Um a Mercedes driver on the podium. I, I almost feel like we could see potentially two on the podium. Um, you really think that is happening? I just, yeah, it's Baku, man. Like so many <laughs> okay. things can happen. I mean, it's every race. So, but I, I think a great weekend for Mercedes is one podium and a, and the other driver, at least in fourth. So, you know, success to me will be a three, four. Um, I do think there's a chance for a double podium. And then, a failed weekend is if Lewis finishes outside of the top four, that's a failure for me this weekend. Okay, so results, I understand. What about eye tests? Like, what do you want to see the gap look like? Like, what does that kind of well, look like to you as a Mercedes I, I think I don't want to see radio messages of, like, Lewis saying, like, the car is undrivable. You know, his head is, his eyeballs are popping out of his head. Like, you know, <laughs> I want to see Barcelona. I want to see the car l- looking like it's on rails again, not rigid and stiff and, and, and porpoising. Do you have a gap that you want them to close it down to at all? Like 0. 0.3 instead of a I think 0. we 5? need. I think we need to get it to about under 0. 0.4. So that, so from, from results aspect, you want at least one podium. But from an eye test slash data standpoint, you want it to be under 0. 0.4 of a gap per lap. Um, and you just want to and really feel we like should see that on quality. Stable. Yeah, I, I mean, want to see that Q three hot lap. You gotta be that Q three hot lap. You gotta be. But that's closer thing, to that's quality pace. Like, wh- wh- what do you want to see race pace and quality pace? Because those are two different things. Well, race pace we know they've been better, but the pro- but I want to see the the pace there in the hot lap. So if the point four is quality, you're happy with that too, or do you need the quality to be closer to point two? Like, what, what is your race yeah, because pace because 0.4 is, is, is pretty far off. Um, 
quality, we, we got to be close to the point two. And then race pace, race you're pace. okay with the point four. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, I like but it. The thing I, is, I think those, but those are the fair. thing is, in Barcelona, the race pace was better. So, you know, almost same point four is going backwards. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, though, there's so much different factors, right? Like t- how your tires are managed and stuff like that. Typically, Mercedes has been a f- about, what, 30 to 40 seconds off a full race. Right? Yeah. So, they, so they've been that. like 0. 0.5, 0. 0.7, right? So like, I'm just trying to be fair with expectations. Like they've typically been between half, half a second and 0. 0.7 of a second. You know what I mean? So mm. I think 0. 0.4 is fair. Uh, I kind of have the same expectations as you in terms of the eye test um, and data. I think it has to be less than 0. 0.2 in qualifying. And I think a successful weekend is about 0. 0.3-ish off of the race base. So if there's, call it 60 laps, then you're off by about 20 seconds. I think that I think that's fair. Mm. Um, that's kind of what my head's at in terms of results. We can dive into that. Um, so I got Max one. Ooh, I got Charles two. I got Checo three, and then I have I have Carlos four, and then I got George five. I uh, sorry, mm, I'll, I'll throw Lewis fifth, and I'll put George six. I think I think Damn. Lewis gets the better of George this weekend. I, so I just don't think Mercedes five, there six. Yet. Wow. Yeah, here's my thing. Here's my thing. I could be completely wrong because we saw what what pace Mercedes had in Barcelona, like in terms of down the long straight. So I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I still think if nothing goes wrong, Ferrari and Red Bull are still ahead by quite a bit. And I just have to go with the data on this one. But by no means do I think that Mercedes can't sneak a podium. But like, are you betting against Charles when he has a big weekend? Like, obviously, you know, Checo's been on fire lately. So there's nothing that tells me that Mercedes can enter that stratosphere yet. Yeah, I respect it. Um, I'm going to go Carlos one. Carlos one, Max two, Lewis three. And then George four. And Charles five or Charles DNF? Man, no, Charles not gonna finish in the top five. Wow, okay. So that's that So my that, fifth my fifth driver is Lando. That's crazy, but okay, cool. So that's our that's our early race predictions. Let's just do our qualifying and then we can get out of here because I know you got a busy day. So hit me with your top five qualifiers. Quali, Quali is going to be Max, Charles, Carlos, Max, Charles, Carlos, um, George, Checo. So you, so Lewis is going to have a great race day in your opinion, not a great qualifying. Okay. So I got, um, I got Max, Charles. I'm going to throw in a monkey wrench. I actually have George third in qualifying. Okay. But he's going to have some incident happen. Like, I just don't see him having the great race because George has been pretty good qualifying. Then I got Checo. Then I have Lewis. I don't think Carlos has a good qualifying. I think Carlos, uh, you know, typical Carlos. He hasn't been friendly on street circuits. Just going to put that out there other than Monaco. But Monaco's not that fast. So I'll throw that out there. Um, but, you know, that's our qualifying predictions. We appreciate everybody that's tapped in so far. Yet again, shout out to Oliver. 
loyal listener, we appreciate you tapping in with us and especially joining us for an episode. If any other fans feel like jumping on our uh, jumping on our pod, be consistent like Oliver. You know, hit us up in our, our our tweets, talk to us, and you know, eventually you'll make it on the show. If you don't like our takes, let us know. But that's it for us. Kurt's got a busy day. I got a busy day too. So we'll see you guys on Saturday after qualifying in Baku. Azerbaijan. I've heard it so many times because of that clip, but uh, Cro- nobody know. says it like Crofty. So shout out to Crofty. Shout out to the whole F1 team. Um, and quick note, by the way, did you see Sergio Perez in his little uh, dom- uh, domestic? I wouldn't. Say, it's not domestic violence, but it's a little uh, affair. No, I didn't. So he just Checo? had a kid with his wife, and then he was spotted with two different women in Monaco after his win. I mean, Checo might just be a free ranger, bro. I don't know. Yeah, hey, listen. <laughs> It's just sad because, you know, he just he has three kids, just had a kid with his wife, and I feel for his wife. But, uh, Checo, uh, please uh, please don't let your uh, personal life distract your racing. Cause but, I mean, he could have just been with friends. I mean. No, no. He was, like, he was, like, roped on the back of one. Like, it, it, you got to look at the images, bro. There was no friend talk there. Interesting. Google the images right now while we're on the yeah, pod. F1, F1 star Sergio Perez caught on camera with other women. The look at the pics. Oh, yeah. It was definitely not friend talk. Oh, yeah. He was doing friend talk for <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys on Saturday. Ooh. Peace. <laughs>